that. Let's try that one more time. It's just me tonight here at uh, at the house. Me and Chewy, you know. So I got one child, you know. The boys are at Nana's. Jesse is visiting a friend, and um, and uh, Kathy is still at work. She's Kathy works really late on Mondays and Tuesdays, so that she can work basically only work four days a week. <laughs> she yeah. She, so I, when I worked at Washington Mutual, and this is. 20 years ago, which doesn't seem right, but it was, um, they uh, gave us the option of flex schedules. And so I did, um, they called it uh, nine nines. And what it, but it really was, I worked a five day week uh, and I worked eight and a half hour days. Um, and then the next week I worked eight and a half hour days for four days. And then I got some, I got every other Friday off. Oh, see, that would be nice. <clears throat> yeah, it was great having a three-day weekend, uh, and that day, that Friday I had off uh, was the Friday that we came down to Portland for uh, Marissa weekends. So, oh yeah, see, and it's like a little vacation. It is, yeah. I, I think having something to look forward to. I just remember going to Catholic school, and when I knew that we had like. A half day it was basically a vacation day it just felt mm -hmm. good because the teachers really their hearts weren't in it the classes were only like 20 minutes long they changed it so the classes were like only 20 25 minutes long and it's like why are yeah. we, why are we fooling ourselves here with nothing That's, i've always happen. thought about that yeah uh, especially at the end of the school year it's like everybody knows you guys are just <clears throat> milking the time because you have to Let's play a movie today. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Love that. And if I, you know, and as an adult now, I would, I look at that and go, yeah, man. Um, I'm in charge of making sure stuff gets done. Y'all look smart to me. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> Actually, and I felt that way just about every class except for religion. That mm. was the class where I'm like, oh, I, I lived to debate brother you know uh whichever brother happened to be teaching that class and um t sometimes i would take them off uh but um, i'm sure you wouldn't do that oh i did i did because i would just debate things to debate them but at the end they were like they enjoyed it because they knew that i actually cared about yeah. it as opposed to a lot of a lot of kids who were just like this i don't know yeah by the way, is it? Do you think it lacks integrity for me to, when I if, that I sold my um, my notes from religion class to other kids in the class so they knew so they had good notes to study from? No. <clears throat> cool. I don't think so. I don't have a lot of guilt over that. It's actually more, the, yeah. the, the sin there would be pride. I took really good notes. Well, yes, yeah, there could be a pride issue, but. Yeah. You're helping them as long as the teacher is fine with it. Oh, what's he supposed to know? Yeah, even if he doesn't, if he doesn't, okay. I mean, <clears throat> you're not giving them the answers to the test. You're just helping them study. That's true. It'd be like 30 pages of handwritten notes. Wow. Um, or something like that. Didn't do them yeah. any good. No, it's just helping them study. I mean, what's the real difference between that and sitting down with them and let's, let's study for the test. That would have been better because my guess is they didn't know what they were reading. I took really good notes, but I you only partially helped them. Right. Really what I did is I set them up for failure so that I could really shine and get the outstanding religion student award. That's really what I was gunning for. Gotcha. That's pretty pathetic, isn't it? 
It's just a little pathetic. <laughs> All right. Well, you had an ambitious sermon this week. I did. Yeah, and I, and that's not a that's not a knock or anything, but it was ambitious. And um, now we have the opportunity to dig in a bit more on it. So, what's your elevator pitch this week? <clears throat> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got to laugh because you. You couldn't just jump right into it because it was so, there was so much. Right. Well, it. I, yeah. you know, and I don't think about that, that, that I knew, I know that question's coming, but I don't yeah. think about it ahead of time. So what I did is I'm just thinking through my sermon again, what pieces do I want to put in there? <clears throat> you know, I, the, the subject was, was uh, the, the, re, the second advent, the return of Jesus. The, 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 the text is Matthew 24, 25. It's the question that's asked in the in verse three of twenty four, and there's so many details people want to put in to to what's going to happen, and I want to simplify it for people to say, here there's a there's a couple of pieces that are really just clear. One is things are going to get bad. They're going to get bad. There's going to be a lot of spiritual dangers. There's going to be a lot of upheaval. <clears throat> And, and then Jesus is going to come back, and there, it'll be clear, it'll be glorious, um, he'll gather his people together, there will be a resurrection, there will be a judgment, and there will be the, the, uh, the new heavens, the new, and, and people will go into eternity in their final condition that they will be in. Those are the pieces we can be absolutely all Orthodox Christians believe, all. There, no one will debate those pieces. Things get bad, Jesus comes back, resurrection judgment, eternal life. Um, and, and, and the big piece I really wanted to, to emphasize is that whenever, whenever the Bible talks about though these topics, they always do so um, with, the, with, the, with the goal, the reason for doing it is to say, therefore, live this way. There's always an exhortation of how to live. And so for those, it was things like, don't be alarmed. The world's going to go crazy. Don't be deceived because that deception is coming, you know, and, and, and live like you're going to be give account for your life. Give as if live um, knowing that, that, that judgment's coming, that eternity is coming and, and invest in that stuff. So anticipate, be ready and, and live. So that, that, that's the basic point of the, of the sermon. Is it fair, and I think about this occasionally, I, I, wanna, I don't want to say I think about it a lot, but I think about it occasionally, that, um, that folks are, so, are, are trying to extract every bit they can out of that uh, because they're anxious, because they, or, or mm. something like that, as, oppo uh, as opposed to understanding, hey, this is going to happen, and therefore, let's right. do this. It feels like they're missing that they're getting the forest for the trees kind of thing. One second. Oh, sure. Anyway, so we, where we were kind of going was, um, people seem to be so focused on, um, trying to understand what the circumstances are so they can predict when it's going to happen and not mm. on kind of the, what it sounds like the, the essence of it, which is, this is going to happen, and therefore, here is how you should live. Yeah, yeah. I think 
as I reflect on on the people who I've talked to who are very passionate about this, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to. I, I don't know if that I want to really guess at their motivation. Um, I think that's a question for them to ask. But they do seem to be. Most of the people I hear, they're very concerned about getting the details right, and not as concerned about. Well, what does that mean for how I need to be living? Which is the emphasis that that the writers always have. And it's debatable. I mean, let's be, I mean, if we can be really honest for a minute, there is more arguments within the Christian community over end time stuff than anything else. There just is. And there's a reason for that is because God didn't make it super duper clear. He just didn't. And maybe there's a re- maybe there's a reason for that, so that the enemy wouldn't know exactly what he's going to do and when he's going to do it. Prophecies often often that way make sense looking back on it. Like, well, obviously Jesus had to be had to be the suffering servant, but before he did that, it was really hard to tell. You know, I, did I answer your question? You I'm did. not sure if I did. No, you did it, uh, because when I hear about the debates. And I have to go, am I naive or am I missing something? Because this is a debate that I don't care about. Um, I, I know that sounds a bit blunt, but uh, do I care that he's coming back? Yes. Is it important for me to understand all the circumstances around it? Not to, n- not to me. Um, or And I could be missing, like I said, I could be missing something significant, uh, I, it's just not an deba- a debate that I feel passionate about. It's like, is it this or is it this or okay. is it this? And so like, sometimes when you're like, well, is it going to, I can't even tell you what the, what people are arguing about on that. So there's a part of me that goes, I'm naive, uh, or, you know, or I'm ill-informed. Um, should I care more? And I guess. What, I, I would say maybe. Okay. I would say maybe, um, if you're going to be a, stu- a, 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 a serious student of the word, which I know you want to be, it, it's worthwhile knowing the positions and the arguments of it. Um, to know what, what people mean by pre-millennial versus um, post-millennial versus amillennial, knowing what pre-trib is. You, you, it's helpful to understand that stuff because they are seriously trying to understand what the scripture has to say. And there's, that's always a good thing. Um, and I'm not saying in that, so there's this. And then the second thought is there are some people, and I don't know if that's you or not, but there are some people who actively avoid the subject because it's, it's either scary or, or they just aren't eternity minded. They're focused on today. Right. And, and that piece that's not thinking like God does. Uh, Jesus is very much consider- continuously making people, trying to get people to think beyond the now, beyond today. Think about what's going to happen afterwards. Invest in eternity. And so the, the teaching on the end times is actually relatively frequent. It's just they don't put the pieces together in a clear timeline, if that makes sense. So... Uh, most of the books 
I'm trying to think. Yeah, there's several, at least several of the books in the New Testament make a pretty strong um, point of you need to live this way because of, and then they list some end time point. You know, because the world, because of Second Peter, you know, the world's going to burn up. All of this stuff, you need to live that way. So, so there is a clear emphasis on end time stuff. What's what's not there is a clear timeline. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, and I suppose uh, as I as I as I think about it, I, I get more focused on that first part. You should live this way because uh, so the, the because part, I don't feel like I, I I'm not passionate about parsing that. Hmm. Uh, it's the here's how you should live. Here are the things that should be important to you. Um, and the the consequence or, or, you know, like literally the things that come next in sequence aren't as important as to me as here's here's what. I want you to do. Here's how I want you to engage with people. And, um, right. And, and I uh, think that's fine. You know, I think generally speaking, that's, that's where we need to be. I think it would be, we, I mean, there's a clear teaching there, in, even in Matthew 24, 25 of you need to be anticipating it. You need to be living your life knowing that this is going to occur you know, in light of that, that you're on, you know, you're driving to Disneyland, you know, that's, that's coming. But if you only think about Disneyland, then you're going to hit the car in front of you. <laughs> right, right. You know, you got to remember how to make a wrong turn or something like that. So yeah, and I, I was thinking about driving as well uh, as a as an analogy, because I was thinking about people, uh, somebody pulled out in front of us the other day as we were driving home from the airport. And it's because the, and the issue was they were going too slowly, mm. right? Uh, they're, they're so concerned about the accident that could happen that they weren't focused on how they were functioning currently, which right. one could almost argue, well, you're just thinking about today. Well, well no, I, I mean, I know what the long game is. I also need to get from here A to B. Um, and if if we understand where we're going, then these the smaller steps in between will um, will be defined by that. Like yeah. you know, you're going to Disneyland. You're going to take a specific route because you you want to get there. Right. You still have to turn left here. You're still going to have to understand where you're getting lunch. Uh, yes, and things like I mean, I'm killing yeah. the analogy there, but right and and. And there are there are Christians who get so obsessed about end time stuff that they stop thinking about now. They stop, you know, doing things like okay, but he wants you to make sure you're you're loving your neighbors, um, sharing the gospel, or just paying your bills. I mean, just all of that stuff. And one of the 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 uh, the the parables i suppose you could call it in matthew 25 was 24 25 was is jesus going to find you doing what you're supposed to be doing right you need to be doing what you're supposed to be doing so do it so as you walked away sunday and i, I know you had some conversations with folks and i don't even know what the, to the topics specifically were on there but um what 
what did you come away going? I wish I had a little more time to elaborate on this subject or something that Kathy brought up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Kathy rarely brings things up. <laughs> she does sometimes. Um, let me tell you two things, two things. One was, was talking to Johnny who said, you know, the older I get, the more it just needs to be simple. And we need to not argue about details. We need to, how do we live? Mm -hmm. You know? And, and Johnny, Johnny always amazes me on how down to earth she is and how well rounded spiritually she is. The other thing I just, I, I, I wish I would have preached it differently. <laughs> I wish I would have taken that exhortations thing and summarized the, 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 the mess, the, the, the point of like the fig tree, just with a couple of words. And it said, this is what it means. And then I, I could have just summarized it different. Did you have some feedback? I, I haven't um, talked to people. No, I, I, nobody talked to me about it, um, but <laughs> <laughs> which, which doesn't mean anything uh, really. It, you know, it's, um, I find that uh, it, it's kind of this overall picture that, that concerns me about Christianity today, that we're so wrapped up in the minutia that we forget the overall picture. You know, what are we, you know, what, what are we called to do at the larger level? Can we accomplish that? And then we can, uh, and I say that recognizing that when I study scripture, when you study scripture, it's so much more satisfying to take a deep dive and to understand what the language was, what the original intent, what was the context, right? Mm -hmm. To understand that and occasionally come out and go, so how are you engaging with people who don't believe? Um, you know, how yeah. are you, how are you reaching people? And I, uh, I, that's, that's a lot of what I got out of that message was come up for air, buddy, you know, look at, look at the people around you and, um, are you living this way and are you helping other people live this way? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I had two thoughts in there. Now that I think about it, there is one thing I would have said more on more bluntly or mm. clearly. Um, but one of the things I think people miss, and you're getting at this, is just, I'm going to say it differently, but the same similar idea is that so often when we think we I'm studying the Bible, I'm trying to do everything right, and what we miss is is the contours, the emphasis of stuff. You know, it's like how often is a topic talked about? How how is it talked about? Not just what is said, but what you know. How often does Jesus talk about idolatry versus, like, say, sexual sin versus other things? It's like, so let's, so part of what it means to, to, to be a biblical Christian is, is that the, the, the overall patterns of thought are the same as well as the details. It does, am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and so what is Jesus' main emphasis? Things like, Love people, talk to them about me. Those are huge emphasis versus things like politics. Right. Uh, I assume you've read To Kill a Mockingbird. I've seen the movie. 
Oh, no. Okay, I'm going to lose you here. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a book I've read a few times, uh, twice because I wanted to and once because I had to. Um, and uh, when my sophomore high school teacher, English teacher in high school was explaining what the book was about, she's like, it's a story about how a, young, a, a girl's brother broke his arm. Which, in a literal sense, that's what that's the inciting part of the book. Uh, but it's really not about that. It's about racial inequality and you know depersonalizing or you know removing. Right. right. I mean, it's these themes are huge. And so when I think about how some people read the Bible, they see it and go, "Oh, it's about how this kid Jim, broke his arm." Well, no, it's not. I mean, I know that that's kind of you can. In, infer that because that's how that's kind of surface level what you've got but there's a theme these overarching themes that are in here that rise to the top because we keep right. touching on them we keep coming back to them sure he broke his arm and yeah. sure we're explaining how that happened yes jesus died and he rose again and here's all these other things that are very important in here thematically and that's kind of where i'm at it's like i think sometimes we get so wrapped up in what it literally says in this particular translation, which we went into last week a little bit about the nature of translations that we forget. Oh, what's the, this, what's the overall theme here? What, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's, and I struggle with that just as much as anybody. And, it, and, and in a certain sense, I think, well, they're interrelated, but in a certain sense, that, that's much more challenging and much more impactful. And I, I try to, it's I'm certainly mindful of that often when I'm, when I'm preaching is trying to keep the big picture in front of people, the patterns of thinking about stuff, you know, um, and not just the details. Cause it's easy to be, yeah, yeah. Just to super dive on a detail and sometimes it's good, but yeah. The other thing I wanted to communicate that I wish I would have communicated more on was a little bit of a rebuke mm. to, to us Christians in America that are so worried and wrapped up in cultural trends and politics not going our way or going our way and going, don't be alarmed at this stuff don't be distressed don't be all worked up over it be expect it expect it and and don't put hope into that because you know the big picture you know where it's going and so i think that's part of those big picture thematic themes you just you got to get in your head and and, and not lose sight of yeah i and i love that the, the, um do you, do you remember brian duncan he was a relatively popular well he's still around but singer uh, christian singer songwriter uh, i think so yeah late late i mean early 90s kind of singer he did a song called traces of heaven and he just reminded me of it um i learned a lesson i learned it well life don't get easier in the long run that, <laughs> that uh you know and he's just talking about how he's life's been hard he had a really difficult year and just because um, you, your faith is in this 
in Jesus doesn't mean all of a sudden, and we talked about this on Sunday, doesn't mean that things all of a sudden get easier or that people treat you better or that you're not going to, you're not going to suffer persecution, you know, uh, that if, uh, you accept some of these things, um, then you can adjust the, your, the way you interact with those circumstances better than to throw up your hands and go, I can't believe how unfair this is. Um, why, why am I having to, to suffer this? Yeah, which in a sense made, makes me think back to what we've talked about with things like peace and joy. It's it's your perspective on the on the circumstances. It's how you interpret what's happening. Yeah, and I'm I'm working on that. You know, it, it's been a hard year, and you know this. And mm-hmm. Christmas was not easy for me. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, it's it's just such a fight to go, okay, I know that how I'm reading the circumstances right now are not necessarily accurate or that there's a better or a different way I could be seeing this. That's hard to go, okay, I know I could see it differently and I would be doing better. Oh, but that's hard to do at this moment. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that like Vanessa, my wife is really good at. People know who Vanessa is, is, you know, it's, it's okay to acknowledge that things are hard. That's, yeah. that's fair. I mean, um, and there's a difference between acknowledging that things are difficult and wallowing in them, you know, uh, and I think sometimes swallowed by them, right? There's definitely times, you know, where I have to just take a pause and cry, uh, or, you know, just put my head in my hands and just go, this is hard. And I, I process that a bit and I go, I'm glad I did that. Now I'm, I can kind of continue with my day. And it doesn't mean that the thing disappeared or anything, but it's just kind of the nature of life and nature of grief that you're going to get hit with things. You're going to, you're going to process them and you're going to, you're going to move forward. Um, hopefully feeling better about that. And I know that the valleys that I've experienced have prepared me for, uh, the dips that occur in the future. Uh, because you know, they, they, those continue to give us the perspective that's like, oh, this isn't that bad. Uh, I think the thing that we really lack is the perspective on the joy that we will experience in the mm-hmm. next life. Because if we understood that, then it would make some of these things seem pretty minor in comparison. It's easy to say, much less easy to contend with. Yeah. And Paul said something similar that the the eternal weight of glory that that we will be given far outweighs our momentary troubles. There you go. Yeah. So. Well, anything else you want to share? Do you have share? any questions about end time stuff? I mean, I know it's it was about. I feel like I, I need to develop a hunger for knowing more about the end time stuff. I I haven't developed that yet. And maybe that's something for me to consider as we're, you know, this is a, the last episode of the year, only our third episode, but it's the last episode of the year. And, you know, I will be, I, I, t- I heard something from you on Sunday as you were talking to, I think her name was Kylie, um, mm-hmm. that, um, that spending more time in the gospels, you know, as I consider like my Bible reading plan, maybe I don't need to do the whole Bible. Maybe I can do a couple of turns, maybe three turns through the New Testament instead and Mm -hmm. spend a little more time with that you know having gone through the new testament eight or nine times in the past 10 years i don't know maybe seven or eight times 
you know, Leviticus is a grind, man. <laughs> well, the good, you know, which what I would love for for people to get to the places where you where you can see the the metaphors, yeah, that are being communicated there. But yeah, it's 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 difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're uh, we're at thirty minutes, which is the time that we tell ourselves that we will quit because people stop watching. <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I just leave folks with a couple of words, and I have them written over here. But um, um, we definitely want um, after you've watched the service, if you have any questions about that, please send those to office at opendoorcommunity.cc. We will address those questions as as they are appropriate to do. Mm -hmm. um, during our, our weekly uh, discussion. So if there's something that was confusing, something that you wish uh, we would have spent more time on um, on Sunday, that uh, we'd love to have the opportunity to address those. Uh, if you have questions about who we are, about Open Door Community Church, what we believe, if you need prayer, um, if there's a, a worship song you'd like me to sing during this, uh, this no, that's not happening. Uh, but oh. anyway, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. I, they got plenty of time to listen to that. Uh, otherwise, um, what any any parting words that you have for our folks who are listening or watching? You know, I just want to encourage people that you know, twenty twenty one, whether it's better or worse than twenty twenty, which has been a dumpster fire, you know. <laughs> Jesus is coming back. Be ex expect it. I mean, that was the point. Expect this. Don't be alarmed. Be on your guard because there are things that are going to come down the pike that, that are going to be easily, strongly try to lead you astray. So know your Bible. Listen to good Bible teachers. Live for eternity. Live now, but live for eternity. So, Thank you, sir. All right. Everybody, All right. have a good week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.